I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. E stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have the return of the cold relic stories with Signal Intercept. So, as always, uh, the this story, um, which is from the Cold Relics site, like their main page, but also uh, you can find it on creepost.wiki. Um, and the person that posted on creepost.wiki is Digigecko. Um, and the author on that's credited on Cold Relics uh, is Kate slash Boris slash Tyler, but it's probably just Tyler. <laughs> um, right. Since he's the one that's mentioned most in the, the About page <laughs> next to our hero, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can check it out at their main website or on the creepost.wiki site. And we will dive into the rundown. So, the following are email correspondences between Cold Relic investigative veterans, Kate, Boris, and Tyler. And after the events of our hero being put into a coma by the Mr. Fun Bun game incident. So, uh, Boris finds a lead with the seller of the strange electronic component that was in the game hardware. Uh, it eventually pans out with a back and forth of correspondences and like meetings and stuff like that. Uh, and he discovers that there's a site in Pennsylvania where people had allegedly seen a park in the middle of the woods um, and also experienced a strange broadcast at the, in the same area. Bruno and Kate head out that way, searching for answers and updating Tyler, who was unable to go. Um, the next part, or the next few parts are the much more storied summaries of their discoveries the two nights Kate was there on their trip. Uh, And she's like relaying it to Tyler via email. So uh, on day one, they found the site, though not much more than scant evidence something had been there. Uh, They find like the train tracks that supposedly ran right next to the park in the woods, like the secret train tracks. Um, but they were also like cut off from the main rail line and also like in uh, heavy ruin and an abandonment. Um, so yeah, like they, they find like the, the signs of something there, but nothing else. Uh, however, uh, as they are leaving and going back to their van uh, on the main road through the woods, uh, at around 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., all signals in the area, including GPS, are drowned out by a mysterious local signal. Uh, Boris uses the equipment at his van to find the fre- uh, to find the frequency, which is off the usual bands of AM and FM. However, they only manage to recover the tail end of the broadcast. Uh, it it appears that's to- essentially the dark <clears throat> web of uh, <laughs> of analog of of analog horror. Yeah, it's it's basically like. Yeah, it's the it's the analog dark web. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's, well, it's it's fine. Like again, like yeah, like we'll get it. That's what basically what number stations are. <laughs> yeah. Um, it appears uh, that the pattern, like the the tail end of what they recorded, 
was a pattern of prime numbers going up to 97 before repeating. Um, so on night two, they return with the intent to listen to the entire signal. Uh, after at, at first, it seems pretty mundane. Like I said, like just kind of repeating the same uh, prime number message over and over. Uh, however, a message about something initiating for 90 minutes and a very strange, intense energy fluctuation in the air prompts them to dig further into the signal. Uh, Boris reveals uh, he has the game equipment, you know, from Fun Bun and such, you know, from that from Electric Rabbit um, on on site, like in his in his van, and intends to plug it in uh, with a receiving dish to experiment with combining Fun Bun with this strange signal in the air, because that can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, this causes some very strange visual apparitions and alters their, their mental state of mind. However, those all sort of dissipate after a few seconds after Boris turns off the, the equipment. He then brings out the strange component from earlier, uh, now wired to five of them, what he is calling the engine. Um, and plugs that in. And that's when things get dangerous. <laughs> um, Kate blacks out and finds herself in a strange dreamlike space and kitty land, but also her dead sister, who is actually the entity that was behind Mr. Funbun, uh, now revealed in its true form. Um, question mark? <laughs> um, like, like it can be assumed that this that that this, the the form that it's take that it takes in the in the story is is its true form, um, and it it's this silhouette of a figure, um, and it, like the silhouette is just like void, like there's it's just absolute darkness, um, outlined by energy amidst a landscape of dark static, um, and it attempts to corrupt and take over Kate. Uh, she then wakes up as the power of the device runs out because it takes a lot of energy and they had a generator and it was only going to last about five minutes once it was turned on. Um, it appears Boris also went under when the frequency struck them, but unlike Kate, there was no kitty land uh, or any other kind of like significant details that like she had uh, with him. It was just like kind of a, a weird staticky forest and the monster. And so he just simply outran the monster until um, the power went out and they woke up. Uh, Kate left the next day and Boris stayed for a few more days to dig up more information if he could, but got spooked by the appearance of a man in a suit watching him in the woods. Uh, after this, Kate is done with this mess, um, though fears that the other two won't let up so easily. And then Tyler replies at the end with a response to the updates that he's been receiving. And a lead to a place in Ukraine. <laughs> uh, Finn, for now. <laughs> so, with that out of the way, I suppose we shall move on to... Everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions! At this point. Uh, so I've got three. Um, I'm going to start with this one, which is on... Which is from the entry... Uh, uh, it's... 06 26 15. Uh, it's from Boris to Kate and Tyler. Subject is details. <clears throat> He's read the stories, and while he didn't, uh, sorry, this is from Boris. <clears throat> Uh, he's he's read the stories, and while he didn't know anything 
about the first three, and only a little about the, the game incident. Through his dealings with the It's Online community, he seemed to be a little more interested in the idea of Kiddeland. Okay, so... <laughs> and the reason I did that is because I did that... In, I, I, that's how I read all of Boris's notes, like, or like stuff, in this story and in Electric Rabbit. So, of course. Because <laughs> it was said that he was, like, Russian or Ukrainian. So... Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, re- the, the, the issue here is um, uh, through his dealings with the It's online community, I think... Like is is it's supposed to be like some kind of acronym or is that just a typo? <laughs> I feel like it's probably just a typo because it's supposed to be like the online community, like as in the community that it was investigating the fun bun uh, situation. Uh, well, it's, it's not capitalized, so so it wouldn't be. Yeah, so it, it's just a typo it's on, then. <laughs> through its online community. Yeah. Oh, through its online community. I, I feel like either get rid of the the. Or the it, like it you don't has need to both. Stay there, I think because <laughs> it's not like the online. Well, I guess the works because yeah, because it's like talking about the online community in regards to this, not just the online community in general. I see what you mean. Yeah, like it's like earlier. Yeah, it's like um, and only a little about the game incident through his dealings with its online community. Yep. So yeah, I think I think it, I think, but I think it could go either way, honestly, because it could be like through his dealings with the online community, because like the online community could be the one for the game incident, which is referenced in the same sentence. Yes, or it so. actually is the its online community because the its online oh, yeah, community is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's either that or it's the online community that uh, the Mikey uh, runs in regards to his it stories and such. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, the uh, yeah the growing uh, memetic virus that is the it story. <laughs> it's it's sweeping the internet. <laughs> you string them all together, they make a story. Yes. <laughs> it could be its online community, or it could be the online community, uh, but not both. <laughs> That's what we can agree on. And then my next one is from date oh four oh four sixteen, from Kate to Tyler. Subject first day. Aware that when a group of kids from long ago came out here, comma they got lost all day, comma we came in equipped, comma with plenty of water, and GPS cable devices. So I think that the last comma there, um, like between equipped and with, shouldn't be there because it kind of like stops that part of the sentence like for me. And, and then like, oh, no, it's supposed to keep going. <laughs> Which part? Sorry. Like, I had to find it. So, okay. So like um, where it says like aware that when the group of kids from long ago came out here, comma, uh, they got lost all day, comma. We came in equipped, comma, with wa- with plenty of water and GPS cable devices. Yeah. I feel like it could be easily like just remove that last comma so it's so it reads more like they got lost, comma. We came in equipped with plenty of water and GPS cable devices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they got they got lost all day, so we came equipped with plenty of water and GPS capable devices. Because it's yeah in reaction to what was just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> and then my next one here, actually my last one, um, from date 040416. Um, oh, it's the same. Or it's from the same uh, same uh, paragraph, or not the same paragraph. It's from the same entry as the, as the previous uh, error. Um, 
We only caught and recorded the last 50 seconds of the beeping before it promptly ended. Right at as the clock hit nine. So I think it needs you need to remove the at. So uh, again, or it could be a couple of ways. So like either it has to it should read before it promptly ended right at nine o'clock or get rid of the at. And so it says right as the clock hit nine. So you're keeping everything except for that at. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's my grammar inquisition. <laughs> so Mikey, the stands for evil. What do you got? So grammar inquisition, I have, um, unlike in the story, it was a real L place. What? <laughs> <laughs> so there's Where is that? a random L. <laughs> Where is Ow. that? It, it, it is there. <laughs> no, no, but like, where is that in the, like, because, okay, so am I the only one who did this, uh, like, in, like, other organization of, like, of entries? Why would God we, damn it. You know, why would we name all these entries? There's so many. God damn it. Do you have a specific <laughs> section for the one where Tyler responded by saying, yep? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, really? Weird. I'll break it down for you. This is how you find it. You go okay. control F and type in real space L. There it is. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Control F. I guarantee there will only be one instance of real space L in this. Oh, okay. That's definitely, yeah, that's, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now I got it. It's like, because, yeah, it's like, even if you, like, misconstrued that L, that lowercase L as an I. <laughs> It yeah. could be, uh, unlike in the story, it was a real eye place. <laughs> I'm assuming what happened was it was being typed up as it was a real location. Like, no, let's call it a place. Let's hit backspace. Just not enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. These things happen. Yeah, especially in emails. Bad. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and then the next one I have. Uh, I've always liked lost or strange media. So sitting around listening for audio that I'm guessing almost no one else has heard can provide some excite or at least suspense. So my issue here, shouldn't it be excitement? Yeah. Yes. All right. Conjunction Junction. All right. And next stop, Conjunction Junction. It's can screw with wiring and maybe use them to produce a radio signal of some kind. It shouldn't even be possible that it could be interacting on a biological level. It feels like we're exploiting what happened. It's possible other people have had similar experiences or may even have some distant link to this shadowy organization. It took some pushing, but I got the seller to agree to a get-together. But the seller must still know something we don't. It weighs about half a pound and is the size of a computer mouse. It's a phantom, unique piece of machinery. And while I can't share how many units he has left and locked away, it's definitely more than one and much less than a hundred. 
So that implies a delivery driver, perhaps. It's like this group is suddenly real, you know? But, damn, the implications of a truth like that. So, the units lingered in a locked crate in a big old safe in a basement for years. But I wish it could have gotten us somewhere. But the seller just sent me an email out of the blue with a small story and this attached. And if it's real, that might not be an entrance sign. It could be a display for a ride of some kind. But that's clearly a second D after the first. It's strange. And then there's what he wrote. It isn't you or your game group that's led to this, as I've been planning to leave for a while. But I figure that if I'm doing something that will make me a little safer from anyone who knows of me, I might as well take the opportunity to get out a few things I was afraid to before. But we found it. It had no roads leading to it, no parking lots, no visible working lights. It was fake. It was all wood. But there are a couple of other things to note. It came out of and returned to the overgrown deep woods. But the track itself seemed maintained. Still serviceable, lots of railway gravel. But no idea where it would have connected to the main line. It's from a piece of developed microfilm that was stashed away inside the wall of a cardboard box. But it was definitely a real place, sort of. So, in all likelihood, this is goodbye. And that's it. But I don't know what it all means. And an image like this can just be photoshopped from someone's snapshot. But do keep researching this and pictures. It's somewhere near Centralia? It was just a town that is now all but abandoned because it has an eternal coal fire under it and inspired classic horror game franchise guy. But there might also be something out there. So either of you want to go looking for scary stuff in the middle of nowhere, but I just have some reservations about going on this trip with someone I still don't know that well. And I forgot my knife. But you do that anyway, right? And if I didn't get a picture of some leftover from the real kitty land, then maybe we'd still pick up the mysterious radio station. So long as something weird or unexplainable happened, I would be satisfied. And luckily, Boris is actually quite an outdoorsman. So off the two of us went, into the woods, looking for something that might not be there at all and never was. It was nice just being out in nature, hearing it, 
doing little more than walking and taking pictures of animals and trees. It didn't even take long for me to forget why I was out there in the first place. It wasn't like there was any evidence of anything nefarious, or at least what was left of it. It was in a state of heavy disrepair, and probably hadn't been maintained in any way for at least 20 years. And just like in that fictional account, we, at first, found no sign of anything ever being out there other than the railroad, which did still provide enough of an incentive to spend all day looking for more. It wasn't until Boris took out the light metal detector he had packed did we make any progress. But here's a decent one anyway. It nicely shows just how normal the forest is. It went from seeing seven plus satellites to zero in an instant. So by the time we were back in the van, it was pitch blackout. It was nearing nine at night, and we were about ready to go back to the motel, but Boris wanted to try searching outside of the usual civil radio frequency, and he didn't have to search far. It sounded like Morse code, or maybe a number station, but it was the something we were looking for, and that was it, really. And it might not even be interesting. But I was hoping for more suspense and build-up to something. So there's a chance that tonight might be bigger than you think. And after you read it, and before you ask, just know that I'm dealing with it. But that it's also something I don't really want to talk about anymore. And nor do I want to write a proper beginning to all this. It did come in better, but after a few minutes, it sounded like we had heard all it had to offer, and the band's loudspeakers revealed nothing of much interest. It didn't sound off every individual digit, but rather counted the first number and then the next. So, for 97, it beeped nine times, paused a moment, and then followed with seven more. But there was nothing to hear anymore except for a dull static. It was simply titled Rabbit, the same file that he still had yet to find a way to open or read, which was generated when an entity took over his house's wiring. But he was certain that the being that took the form of the rabbit was somehow alive in the game, or at least came alive while it was running, and it had a connection to this fake, dreamlike theme park that only seemed to exist in some dark, scrambled corner of my memory. And here was Boris who entered our lives and had so far been our greatest asset in expanding our knowledge of a forgotten past. But I only actually responded with a go-ahead, and nothing happened. But he wasn't actually done setting things up, and I made more observations. And outside, 
In the fog, I began to see poorly defined shapes like dark specters drifting about in the mist. Or was this something even bigger, like our reality or dimension beginning to merge with another? But just before he had shut it down, I had caught a brief glimpse of a more refined shadow straight ahead, like a hole in the fog that repelled all of the vapors. It had no face, but I felt it was staring at me. It disappeared the instant our broadcast stopped. So if we felt trapped somewhere, it would only last for so long. It sounded like a good risk minimizer. And I agreed to it. So Boris isn't solely to blame for what happened next. It, But it wasn't jittering several times a second. It was still like film grain. It was like the boundary of an outdoor area in an early 3D video game. It was night and very dark, though the clouds and the leaves of the trees glowed bright white as if this realm existed inside a photo taken by infrared film, which enhanced heat sources and certain colors. But in this case, the grass was pure black, though I could see every individual glowing blade. But all of these elements had nothing on the world centerpiece. Kitty land itself. It was alive, bright, noisy, and full-sized, as big as any amusement park in our reality. It was maybe a half mile away with several spotlights that swirled around into the abyssal starless sky. Its name covered the main marquee in various shades of gray that must have been colorful if color could only exist here. But the park itself was empty of people. It ran on its own, fully automated, every ride in constant motion with no passengers. It was more important to walk through and see everything, hopefully finding another clue in the process about how this place existed and who created it. It matched the map that our friend had drawn, the description of it in his story, the shared memories between him, Tyler, Jack, and myself. But Boris had never visited it, and I remember suddenly wondering what he was seeing on his end. But then it all changed and became too visceral, and I could easily sense the hostility that this thing had tried to disguise within itself. But I could see the grain in its eyes, and then there I was. It was already too late to try and run. It was dark and featureless, its body a black hole that was the only thing truly solid in this world, as nothing, not even film grain or static, inhabited its form. Its outline, however, was very energetic. It was like seeing a growing flame burn in negative space into an old film reel. And even though it had no eyes, 
I could feel its piercing gaze. It brought them into the air, almost to the point where I'd be lifted off the ground. Or maybe they were converting them into that strange material entirely. It was just me and the entity which was turning me into a copy of itself, or taking over my mind, or deleting my very existence. It spread past my shoulders and started its way up my neck. But I'm here now. So, with that reminder to you, the reader or listener, I'll go ahead and move to the end, since I did wake up. But prior to all of that, I hadn't moved at all. But none of what he had gone through was described to me until we were back at the motel, where my heart was still going more than an hour later. And Boris, although not as traumatized as I had been, was in no condition to drive safely. So, following the longest five minutes of my life, we waited in the dark, cold, foggy forest. It was easy to see he wanted even more. It's taken up until now to feel ready to get the rest of this story written. But despite his own encounter with the true form of the rabbit, or the entity that projected it, he left unsatisfied. So his only conclusion was that in all likelihood, the station didn't exist at all. And to our friend, I'm still wishing you the best, but when you wake up, we need to have a little chat about this whole thing you dragged us all into. It could be that the entire thing is made out of extraordinarily exotic material. And now you've got me watching my back too. And guys, you're under no obligation to pursue this further. I know, but while you were gone, I learned about a place in the Ukraine. Finn. Da-da. Man, it, so listening to this, first off, thanks for the secondary uh, rundown. <laughs> Yet again. Mm-hmm. Also, separating the wheat from the chaff <laughs> uh, of, our, of our listeners. <laughs> um, on a more serious note, uh, it, it kind of felt like they were like, cause, cause you had no, like it, it all sounded like it was all Kate talking the entire time. Yeah. Like there, cause so, because you had no inflection of like who, like of a, of a different character or something like that. Okay, so it just sounded like they were just sometimes. going through cycle. Sorry. Because he didn't go Russian sometimes. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean like, so it, it just read it, like listening to this entire like thing. And like, it honestly felt like they were just like, stuck in like a time loop or cycles because like they went to the park then they went back to the park then they went back to the park yeah <laughs> then they met the creature <laughs> like after they did something like after boris did something <laughs> um but yeah it's a, it, it kind of felt like that um also again i know this is like a conjunction junction and an it story kind of thing and like you shouldn't use these words at the front of things all the time however to counter that, this is all like email correspondences, and emails do that all the time. Like you, you do that in emails all the time. <laughs> um, but it it definitely comes in a lot more at the end because like she's telling a story and jotting down like 
her her tail. Yeah, in but the last she's two. also not necessarily a professional writer, so she just no. But she also editing. did ask. Yeah, she also did ask Tyler to edit it. Who is <laughs> like, also like, not a editing. professional. Not writer. a professional. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And that's the end of my. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, then on to gamer. My first one is just kind of like a quick blanket statement of what basically what you just said. It's a typed email, so can't really shit on the grammar too much. Just in general okay, for the yeah. whole thing. Um, that being said, yeah. Um, uh, this quote here again. <laughs> Sorry. That being said, here's my 12-page grammar inquisition. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, no, here we go. So uh, again, no roads, but there was a train track of all things that ran parallel to the fake park. So. Um, so my, if Susan as I read that, I'm like, so a train track that has all things that run along it? That's what it's trying to say? No. I know, I know. Joking <laughs> okay. aside. Okay. Sorry. The wording of it is like, it's my, it's my knee jerk reaction. All things. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you're right. <laughs> that should be common. Yeah. There would be, again, comma, no roads, comma. But there's a train track, comma, of all things, comma, that ran parallel to the fake park. It sounds bad when I call out every comma. However, when I'm saying but it normally... this is the grammar position. <laughs> when you say it normally, it'd be, like, it'd be like this. Again, no roads. But there's a train track, of all things, that ran parallel to the fake park. It has to be separated. So it's not a train track mm. of all things. You gotta keep them separated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're, this 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 one in particular is a very critically silly. Yes, of course. <laughs> because like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, I apologize for my knee jerk reaction. I was like, no, you. Ah, uh, how do you not notice? No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't pull a dummy like I did last time, <laughs> <laughs> where I read something wrong and it ruined the whole story for me. Okay, that's good. It's fine. <laughs> and then my next this story ruined me in other ways. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Um, no. <laughs> then my next one. And last one is just a little bit in regards to the formatting of um, mm-hmm. of all of the uh, uh, emails. Most of them were fine, but when it got to this part, it was just kind of like a little bit of a clusterfuck because there's no, basically there's no spacing in between each one because it goes like date, then there's one space, Boris, like date, space, from, space, to space, subject space, words space, and then a key. And then right after one, only one space after that, it goes to the next date. But when, yeah, when it's this block where Kate sends an email to Boris, subject meeting up, and then Kate says sounds good, and then immediately after that is a date, and then from Tyler to Boris, subject meeting up, and then he says fuck yeah man progress, and then date Boris. Like in that section, it's they kind of blend together a bit. Because it, they're all the actual uh, meat of the emails are so short that like it's just one line after one line, one after one line. And I feel like just having a single extra space, a uh, single extra like push down. What's the return? What's the term for that? Enter. Well, I know the button. <laughs> what would you call <laughs> clicking everything down once? I know the button. I think it's just. I think it's just moving down one. <laughs> Fine. Like down one, it's moving down one space. <laughs> space average return. Yeah, returning down. I guess. Yeah, because putting a space okay, could sure. refer to putting spaces. The space bar button. I hate English. Either way, um, I feel like there should be a, t- uh, a tab down 
return down, whatever the frick the word is, in between each, I, an extra space in between each email. Just because I, I do have a another alternative for this too. What a line! Yeah, horizontal line. <laughs> Break up each individual fucking. Yeah. One. Yeah. That would um. Too. Also, it's interesting to no- yeah. Sorry, it, it is also interesting to note. Um. On so like yeah, because we we read this off the creepos.wiki site. Um. Because that's when I posted to you guys. Uh, however, looking at the the story as it is formatted on the uh, uh, Cold Relics website, um, he does go in and like not only is it is it uh, bolded like the uh, the date, the from, to, and subject, um, but it's also like a slight gray color versus the the stark white and and uh, regular font size uh, f- font type of the actual writing. Okay, so once again, you give so, us the worst option to read the story while you secretly keep the better option to yourself. Honestly, no, honestly, I didn't look, uh, personally, I when I was reading the story, I had it all, like, unformatted and, and on a Google Doc, so I read it, like, hard mode. Yeah, true, because but, I noticed this specifically when I yeah. copy and pasted it in, because it was all formatted the same, and if I, yeah. if I select everything and make it all um, line spacing, yeah. I think oh, yeah. uh, default yeah. it came in like 1.5 line spacing. But when you put it back mm-hmm. to single line spacing, you can see that there isn't even a single extra oh, line yeah. between things. It's just a huge block of words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I just looked at like the creep. Like I just look. I just checked out the Cold Relics website like today, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right before recording. So like that's why I have it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that's all I got for grammar. Oh okay. Um. Yeah, so I guess yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, it's sort of hard to like give this one too much gri- gripe because it is formatted in a way that like immersion wise, this is how it would be written. <laughs> so actually, um, you know what? But, I'll, I'll have another grammar one. There should be some okay. uh, misspellings put in here on purpose. No, no, because that's <laughs> explained in the story that like Tyler is doing his best to to edit these. <laughs> the whole thing. I thought it was just. Um, I I would assume that he'd do the he'd do it to all of them even like the ones like because um, well for the most part I mean there is like f yeah man like I mean I would definitely would yeah or um, like I just I have I have to have that one here <laughs> on in my note or like on the page but um yeah I'd I'd assume that like because um all of this the reason why we have this inner the all this this excerpt of like all these um these entries is because Kate didn't want to uh, like this is all getting posted post-mortem basically like after the events like like weeks after the events and kate said in her in her last entry she didn't want to make a an introductory thing for all this stuff so she so he's so she told tyler to just take our previous correspondences as and use that as the as the intro yeah so i would assume again like he'd do some maybe some baseline editing to like fix up some of the errors but obviously he wouldn't catch them all because you know he's only human and probably not a like in character probably not a professional writer <laughs> but yeah so i mean like the emergence there it's just like again like the story does have a habit of like giving a giving us a giving giving an issue and then like a, a sentence or paragraph later explaining why that issue's there and like sort of bring it up but i'll that's my in my thing. <laughs> i know <laughs> um so uh, but you're 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 done then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, on to actual thoughts. Um, and this is from so this 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 quote here is from uh, the date 
06 2015 from Tyler to Boris subject uh re meeting or meet up meeting up f yeah man progress you going to snag one of those babies for me date 06 okay this is just this is Boris replying um uh no tie uh no sc or uh yeah no tie no scp branded computer hardware for you <laughs> Um, so this got a chuckle out of me because, yeah, these are these cold relics, uh, these cold relic artifacts that we've been like reading about for the last like couple stories are kind of SCP ish. <laughs> um, and these characters are internet junkies, like they they go they're always online and stuff of like that. So it makes sense that they would read SCP wikis or they'd know of the SCP Foundation and stuff, like as a as a piece of internet pop culture. Also, so I'm not gonna lie, um, I read that as no thank you. No SCP. Yeah, same. I, I I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yeah, no tie. Yeah, like initially, I was actually gonna put that in my uh, my my grammar position because it's like I I understand tie is a a shortening of Tyler, but like yeah, when it when it came up there, I was like it, I honestly thought no, thank you. Yep. <laughs> and then I had like double taked. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, right, yeah, no, whoops. <laughs> um, so uh, on to my next one here. Uh, this is from date 06 26 15 from Boris to Kate Tyler or to Kate and Tyler subject details. Um, in the way, here's what he gave me he knew nothing about his dad's job. Finn, <laughs> done. <laughs> end of the we have reached a dead end. <laughs> um, but he thinks he worked with a factory in Pennsylvania where he still lives. Oh, oh damn it, I had one of those moments again. <laughs> Where it's like, where it's like. Uh, anyways, here's what I know. Uh, he he knew nothing about his dad's job. Done. <laughs> like, fuck. It was again one of those moments where it's like, uh, I shot the character. Bang with a glance. Oh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then my next one here. Um, hopefully he'll give us even just a little more in the future. My attention is needed elsewhere for a bit. I have some family matters to attend to. A consequence of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Uh, woof. Um, how are we picking creepypastas with lingering current of current uh, political events going on <laughs> recently? Uh, like, because like right now, like as of this recording and probably as of this podcast, uh, this, this episode getting posted, uh, Ukraine and Russia tensions are pretty high. <laughs> Uh, yep. At their borders. Yep. Um, however, then again, 2014 to 2015, which is when this story, when these entries were, or when these emails were coming out for these characters, was, um, was when Ukraine was dealing with some shit more so than usual with Russia, like you know the Crimea annexation, <laughs> like when Russia took the the peninsula of Crimea from Ukraine. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't. We, like, it's weird. Like, last couple of like, I've just like happened to notice this. Like, through the last couple of episodes of our show for for uh, the new year for like 2022, we just keep grabbing these like ones that have like either they're just like on our mind, like the the political shit is or like the uh, like the the current events shit is on my mind, so I keep seeing it in our stories that we're doing, or like we just happen to be picking stories that just have like an inkling of like mm, that's kind of current events shit <laughs> but i digress i will move on to my next one just good slash bad luck 
Yeah. Uh, good in that we get to talk about it. Bad in that it's happening. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll move on to my next one here. Uh, this is from date 01-08-2016. From Boris to Kate and Tyler. Subject, progress. Look at this. Um, now, uh, uh, yeah, so this is this is actually not Boris talking. This is the guy, the, the seller. Um, talking to Boris and Kate and Tyler. <laughs> um, now, I'm a bit older than you guys, and this was in 1985. I've never gone back there, and if, on- if online satellite maps are to be believed, it no longer exists. Here's what I can tell you, and it keeps going. And this is like, again, in regards to like the, uh, the park that was in the, wo- the local woods and like had the- an urban legend around it. Um, and and to this, I was like thinking it could easily like it. So it's it's really easy, I feel, for the shadowy organization um, to just manipulate like Google Maps and stuff of like that to hide the park from satellite imagery, um, if they were indeed trying to hide it, uh, or if it, you know, like like he said, like this was in 1985, and like current satellite maps may not show it because it's it's just been overtaken by nature, right? Yeah, or they just use the clone stamp tool to just clone the trees around where it is. Yeah, it. no, what like one hundred percent like that? Like I, I don't know of a specific, but I'm pretty sure that's like something that's come up in conspiracy theories that like the government is hiding certain locations on Google Maps by just like photo editing the 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 images that the satellites take. Like, because you can go, they can, they can technically go in and edit things out or blur things out. Of course, so, like there's stuff that they don't want people to know where it is like area 51 if for people to go naruto running over to you know exactly although you can i think see um uh area 51 i i was trying to remember what the lake what the name was called homey airport or groom lake yeah like i i think you can actually see the the the, the facility where where area 51 is through satellite maps but i mean like they're probably like covering up like you know the giant saucers that they have on ground yeah of course <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'll move on to the next one here. Uh, this is also from the same date, uh, like the same time stamped, uh, email. Um, uh, one last thing I've never tried to find it, but I've picked up local stories since I was a kid about people hearing a strange radio broadcast at random hours when in or near the forest. I don't know what it plays, but it's, it adds to the strangeness of those woods. And I thought it was worth mentioning. Ah, so the story, so so the story's title of this, like Signal Intercept, was with regards to a signal that the characters are going to intercept near the woods. Because initially, when I was like reading the story and like like reading through its like um, uh, epistolary format of like email entries and correspondence and stuff of that, I honestly, I kind of almost thought that this was like a signal, like the signal being intercepted was the email correspondence by the shadowy government. However. Thinking about that now, that makes no sense because why would the Shadowy government, like, in fiction, post this all? <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Cold Relics website. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, yeah, that doesn't really, that, that initial theory didn't have any water. However, now I know what the title is in reference to is the, that they are intercepting a signal. So, uh, and uh, moving right along um, from the date. 02-2916, from Kate to Boris. Subject, uh, think I've tracked it down. Um, again, the idea that there might be interesting stuff out there to take pictures of is the clincher for me, but 
I just have some reservations about going on this trip with someone I still don't know that well. Convince me even more within the next two weeks that you're a trustworthy guy and we'll see if I book a, a flight or not. And then this is Boris's reply to that. Ah, Kit, I am quite the gentleman. I promise you, I don't want to go at this alone and would love to have a partner, guy or girl. Besides, dating or even just hitting on anyone is not on my mind right now. Not a priority. If that's what you are even concerned about. Perhaps we can chat a little, get to know each other more as friends. I am a professional about everything I do. No funny business. So, okay. <laughs> I believe Boris, <laughs> based on the previous story that, like, of Electric Rabbit, like, he's a good guy, and he's like, a, he's, like, a nice guy and some of that. But this email, like, response does not inspire confidence standalone <laughs> for me. And not <laughs> like, really. Like, she didn't specifically call out those things that he's answering. I mean, she's insinuating some of that, but, like, <laughs> like... That is definitely like the, the, his response is like, "I am quite a gentleman, milady." Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" No, like yeah, it, like a standalone, like by itself, like not knowing Boris from like a previous story, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's that's not." Those are some red flags, like even some minor red flags in the, mm. in your response. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the next part, um, which is in o four o two sixteen. Uh, from Boris to Kate and Tyler, subject re, uh, heading out. <laughs> uh, this is the this is the one that caught me with like thank you. <laughs> it's like uh, Ty, <clears throat> uh, Ty, uh, you've seen way too many movies and TV shows. I sometimes I sometimes wonder about your perception of how the world works. Also, it's totally possible to go out in the woods with a nice lady, who. You have a purely platonic friendship with in, in your search for an urban legend, cryptid, or remnant of a scary internet story. Just look at the guys and the girl from the Blair Witch Project did together. And then Ty's, <laughs> Tyler's uh, response, dude, not the greatest example. <laughs> and I'm on Tyler's side on that. That is not a great example, especially if you read the subtext theory of the Blair Witch Project, where there was no ghost. Um, it was all a planned out uh, murder uh, by the by the guys to kill Heather <laughs> uh, in the Blair Witch Project. Like, if you like, there is a a mundane theory that is so much darker than like it being a ghost of a Bla of a witch out in the Blair Witch yeah. Project. <laughs> Then the next thing here, um, so yeah, like yeah, horrible example, like that, yeah, that to me that is a horrible example, like the the fact that, yeah. Anyway, um, so the next thing here is though uh, that he he continues on with, but or Tyler continues on with is um, also Heather, the actress, uh, brought a knife to ensure she'd stave off any advances from Josh and Mike. Everyone knows that. Okay, so actually in the in like in the movie like. He's saying like the actress, like because like that is also the character. Because in the movie, she says that she brought a knife, um, like jokingly to ward off the uh, the advances of Josh and Mike at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's said in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that. So 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 Tyler comes back with that after saying like not the greatest, uh, not the greatest example, and then Kate pipes in. <laughs> Uh, with the, uh, I think this is like the same. Yeah, this is the same date, and uh, she's like reading. So, so she, uh, this is um, 
her reply, her response to what, what uh, Boris and Tyler have been talking about. I just landed and I opened my email to see this conversation. Great. I regret this already. And I forgot my knife. Mm-hmm. And, and like, as I got to this part, I was like, okay, that was a fun payoff for this back and forth. Yes. <laughs> like, I really appreciated that. <laughs> like the, uh, <laughs> no, it, it is totally fine to be in the woods with a girl um, hunting down a cryptid or spooky thing. Look what happened in the Blair Witch Front. And then <laughs> not the best, not the best, uh, uh, not the best example, dude. And then t- uh, Kate is like, great. Just read these responses. Fuck my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to buy a knife before I come over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm grabbing a knife now. I'm at the Bass Pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of knife would you uh, suggest? <laughs> Boris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <A> very small <laughs> knife. <laughs> small knife. Barely, barely distant, uh, barely discernible from, uh, from pin. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, my next one here is from uh, the date 040416 from Kate to Tyler, subject the first day. Uh, after Boris picked me up at the Buffalo airport in his van, which he set up <laughs> as a mobile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand why you're laughing. In his van. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah, of course. It even says free candy on the side. Yeah. Oh, uh, poor Boris! I don't want to like think this way about Boris because I know he's a sweet guy know, in, this, in, the, the in the stories. Signs, there's so many red flags. Yeah, it's all just like red flag uh, hanging from the back of his van because it's the soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and I'm I'm definitely not picturing like a minivan or anything. I'm picturing like a panel van, yeah, a white panel van. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like a utility van because like again, like he says, like like uh, Kate says in her story, uh, continuing on. Uh, which he set up as a mobile computer lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drove south to the farming town of Chester Creek, located in rural northwest Pennsylvania. That isn't even remotely close to its real name, but I think it fits well enough. So I, <laughs> uh, I do think I, I do find aside like the the silliness of the van thing aside, <laughs> mm-hmm. I do find this interesting that they are continually supplying false names and redacting things in these correspondences and we find out that like later like um kate uh, like kate asks tyler to redact things as she usually does um so again we get kind of a a back and forth on that um and it it feels like like these characters are trying to do some trade some some like decent trade craft because and and given the fact that there is a potential a potential shadowy organization spying on them in the fiction of this world um make it makes sense why they would have some kind of like, they'd be trying for some kind of rat to like mm-hmm. stay under the radar and before anybody asks either mentally or out loud yes i did try to google the place before reading ahead <laughs> to find out that it was a false name <laughs> like um like I did try to Google Chester Creek, Pennsylvania. So you pulled, the and me. I was very confused. You pulled the yes. me. You're confused and I was about very... something, and immediately tried to find the answer to it instead of finishing the the paragraph off. I still right, have yes. not learned my lesson on that. One day I will. No, you, we one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did find an interesting little factoid. Uh, yes, there is there is no actual town called Chester Creek. There is, however, a river called Chester Creek near uh, Pittsburgh. Um, on the exact opposite, um, like play, like uh, the exact opposite location of the state that they are uh, were in, like it's in the southeast rather than the northwest of Pennsylvania. <laughs> mm. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah, I basically, I, I, I did a U, but also mutated it with my own thing of like immediately like search Google mapping when I get a, a location. Yeah. Um, but again, I like that tradecraft element of it. Like it, it makes sense like that they try to hide the, uh, the true names of things and uh, places and people to protect them. But on to my next one here. I brought both my digital camera and my old film one as my B camera, just in case there was some kind of interference in the area that corrupted my memory card or something. Unlikely, sure. But I don't want this to become one of those stories where the only photographic evidence didn't come out for some reason. And again to this, I like how this story has the characters somewhat genre-savvy, or at least even a little bit self-aware, like referencing things like Centralia and SCP earlier. Um, and then now, like, it's like, no, I, I don't want this story, like, like we're, we're trying to be prepared for all the different contingencies. Like, I don't want this to be like a creep, any, like, like your regular creep pasta, where it's like, oh, this weird thing happened. Unfortunately, we don't have any evidence phot- photographically, even though we brought photos, like, like cameras and stuff out, because something fucked with our footage so we don't have that footage um it for me it, it helps ground it in reality because that's exactly the kind of thing i'd be referencing and and bringing up while out looking for some strange place or thing um like i we've done that on trips me and me and gamer and i think even mikey was there for one of them or something like that where we went out and like we were just like shooting the shit and like talking about like oh we're gonna see Slenderman out in these woods kind of thing like that so is that the day i got cursed yeah, wait. Yeah, that's also the. Yeah, we also. So, a little bit of a side. Uh, there was a there was a, a a YouTube video that we post. I think it was on, no, I don't think it's on YouTube. Um, a slender vlog or a slender story that we. There was a slender video that we we shot, uh, with with our friend Doctor Leviathan as the Slender Man, and we're missing footage from our cameras. Yeah, we definitely took like, we, different scenes and yeah. extra scenes, extra shots of the same scene, and they just weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Gamer like yeah, Gamer was behind the camera. We 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 looked at the footage while we were there on site, but then when we returned, we couldn't find it. Um yeah, so it's not and like then that I was the day record sometimes. It's just it was there, we reviewed it, but between us taking it and getting it gone, uh, getting it back home, it was just gone. Yeah, and that was also the day um, that sparked a weird animosity from one of my dogs toward Gamer and Yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before that, that dog loved Gamer and Yellow. Yes. So it was like this weird, like, and and so like I I kind of hinted, or jo- I I would joke off and on that it's like it's because he's being slender stalked. Because we've we've invoked Slender Man by making a Slender vlog, or by making a Slender a Slender video, and in some of Slender vlogs, the dogs act strange uh, or funny or or uh, or uh, even like kind of uh, like have some animosity toward the victim of being of, of the Slender stalked. So, but it's honestly um, the most realistic um, reason we have right now because I haven't done a damn thing wrong to that dog. <laughs> no, you, I, I, one hundred percent, you have never done anything wrong with that dog. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a really weird, okay. And then like this dog, again, just to show something, this dog, when I take her on walks, I go past, I, I've gone past gamers house multiple times, like before this happened. And then after that, after that incident, um, that dog refuses like on pain of straining against her lead to go 
even on the same side of the road as gamer's house yeah so <laughs> like i it, it is ridiculous <laughs> clearly the only possible thing is just i'm just being stalk now and i just never know yeah i wonder if like slenderman's just like chilling somewhere on your in your house like he's just like taking up rent like he's like a an un an unwanted and um uh an unknown um roomie or like roommate you have in your house somewhere yeah probably <laughs> i was expecting you were like thanks for that i won't be sleeping anytime soon <laughs> it's fine sleeps for the week yeah but uh get, getting back to the story at hand I, again like yeah like the story these stories the story's characters are very um uh i, I guess really what i'm trying to say here is like they're very grounded and like likable <laughs> because they 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 make sense in in the context of like the world they live in and like their their hobbies of internet sleuthing basically uh but i will move on to my next one which again is in the same yeah most of, uh, a bunch of these are in the same entry of 040416 so this is in regards to the uh the forest um photo that that kate took and and posted in with the story it's like uh, here's a decent one anyway. It's nice to show just how normal the forest is. And with like with the ellipses that's there, I like not gonna lie, I immediately opened the photo and zoomed closer and like searched around to see if I could find like a G-Man in the background or some weird like anomaly in the photo. Um oh, you didn't find sadly it? I didn't damn it, I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> was there was there actually something or you just pulled my leg? I don't know. All right, moving on to the next one. <laughs> that being um, said, uh, I didn't have a note of this, so I'm going to mention it now. Is this supposed to be a picture yeah. of the clearing that they're talking about, or just a random bit of forest? I think it's just supposed to be a image of the forest that they were like hiking through, because it do- like none of those trees look like it would like they were young enough to be like in the clearing. And my question is, why like, didn't she post a picture of the clearing? The reason they went there. That is a really good question. Because even if it's just a normal picture, that is the reason they're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, a an inconsistency. Like maybe the the image shouldn't have just been like a picture of like the random force that they're hiking through. It should have been like it, it couldn't be that hard to find a um picture of a an, like a forest. like a plot. Yeah, like a plot of of forest where like it's all young trees versus old trees. Um, like I know there's some places around me that have that like location, but then again, like who knows what that that situation is, um, wherever the, the author, like the actual author of the story is mm-hmm. like the one who posted these images and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that is something that is kind of annoying a little bit about that is that it's just, it is sort of a random, just a random photo that she thought was nice. And so that's why she added it. But it's like, why wouldn't you take a photo of the clearing and include that just to show Tyler, since Tyler's like the one that's super obsessive about like finding these sites, right? But the other thing too is like I just did a quick yeah. Google of clearing in a forest, and yeah, there's some pictures of clearings in a forest. But if it's that quick to find, then it ruins the immersion because they're like, oh, that's just the stock photo. I could find that. Well, that's what I mean, but like you'll find one. Yes, like you're saying, that yeah, is yeah. the better way of doing it. Yeah. I- yeah, I wouldn't use like I I, I assume like um, the the author of the story went out into the the woods near their house and took a photo of that. Yeah, yeah. On to my next one here. Um, at six thirty p.m. precisely, our GPS stopped working. 
it went from seeing seven plus satellites to zero in an instant. And when this was brought up, I like did either didn't I, I've never realized or never considered that you can, can can you actually see how many satellites are covering your area on a GPS? Not that I'm aware of. Is that Mikey? Yeah, like uh, yeah, Mikey. You can test. Um, normally, when you're testing GPS, it will tell you how many uh, satellites you're connected to. Okay. Um, basically, if you're indoors uh, and you do the test, it'll say like one or two, like not enough to actually get a GPS signal. Yeah. Because uh, it needs to be able to triangulate your position, so it needs at least three um, satellites to figure out where you are. Gotcha. Um, but once you're outside and whatever, then you can connect to all the satellites that are within range. Okay. Yeah, I just, I never realized that was an option on a GPS, although that makes sense that it might be. <laughs> so, and my next one here, um, it sounded like Morse code or maybe a number station. He did a quick scan of the other nearby frequencies, found that they were silent, and returned to the odd one. And to this, I was like, yeah, number station weirdness. <laughs> Love me that brand of mystery. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> it's like, once, once number stations were introduced, or like the, the idea of like a weird radio frequency, like I was, I was in, <laughs> because I love that weird shit. <laughs> then we have uh, 041216. Uh, from Kate to Tyler, subject the second day. So this is these uh, my com- uh, quotes from this. Uh, moving on are going to be from that uh, entry. This is in regards to uh, Kate saying, uh, if Tyler wants to include this stuff on the site, uh, be selective and redact certain names and or whatever else, because um, she knows he's a smart guy and handles that kind of stuff properly. Um, and yeah, just trying to again stay on the. Uh, stay on the down low and like alter the names appropriately. And I'm glad we do get an in-story reason for, uh, for the entries and also the redactions and such. It, it is something that I've noticed as I was reading the story um, is that they would go ahead and answer something that they, that, that, that they, they would go ahead and answer a question that I had while reading the story. Like, a sentence or even a paragraph later, <laughs> like like I kind of think we brought up earlier, uh, and I know how much gamer hates that, but I was I found it like pleasantly like oh good they did cha- they did fix that okay cool or they did they did explain that away. Yeah, I love going back over notes and deleting them. It's yeah, it's the best. It's not a waste of my time at all. Yeah, it's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one here I have. Admittedly, the tech aspects present in all of the stories so far is what has interested me the most. I've always liked lost or strange media. So sitting around listening for audio that I'm guessing almost no one else has heard of can provide a yeah, can provide some excitement or at least suspense. And this this little like perfectly encapsulates my interest in the cold relics stories <laughs> like this is my interest in cold relics in a nutshell <laughs> is the the weird tech and the weird like media that they find and like the story around it because <laughs> uh, again i love me my weird uh anachronistic tech that is vaguely supernatural or preternatural 
Uh, in fact, I even bring that up in the next quote, apparently, uh, where like they, they plug in the thumb drive. Yeah, so he plugged it. He plugged a thumb drive into one of the laptops and copied over the single onboard file. It was simply titled Rabbit, the same file that he still had yet to find a way to open or read, which was generated when the entity took over his house's wiring. Boris set up a Wi-Fi connection between two computers intentionally without a security key. He transferred the file in between the, the two laptops several times, thereby sending it through the air. Where just maybe it would interact with the phantom broadcast. So I, again, like I said earlier, like, like just moments ago, I, I love this kind of weird pseudoscience stuff with anachronistic tech having weird, even supernatural properties in these stories. Like that's, it, it's interesting to me. I find it like, it's almost mystifying to a way. But then I was like, thinking, I was like, I wonder if Mikey has uh, some thoughts on this stuff <laughs> on this. Cause I, I, I know Mikey's generally are like hard science boy. <laughs> so <laughs> Mikey, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> on the weird pseudoscience well the the whole wi-fi thing it's like well connecting one to another via wi-fi like it's only going to communicate with the other computer it's not like the radio signal is going to suddenly have access to their wi-fi password or no password yeah uh, i i think i think what he's trying to do is like because it's because it, it, i mean the signal is in the air like when it when even when it's transferring between like the one uh the the one laptop to the other like through the wi-fi connection so i think he's hoping that because like of that intense like energy buildup that's in the air in the atmosphere uh in their in their current like location that like maybe this weird supernatural signal will mingle with the other supernatural signal they're getting yeah, he's hoping that <laughs> wi-fi and radio will mix in the air yeah because of the weird anomalous properties of the file that he's transferring. Yeah. They're different frequencies. Yeah. So you'd have to match the frequency somehow, which would uh, be better if he had like a radio tuner uh, or something like that. Okay. I guess Boris didn't think of everything. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> God. <laughs> But yeah, I I still found it like mystifying. Like I, even though like I and I I acknowledge this isn't how science works. <laughs> but again, we're also kind of dealing with a pseudoscience supernatural element to this thing because like this thing is working ag- against logic in some cases. I think Boris so. straight up said that himself. Like this probably won't work, yeah. but I just wanted to try it. Yeah, no, and again, like it falls into what I said earlier, where like they do explain, they do kind of explain their their re- their rhyme and reason in some cases. So, like we do get like like we're like it's not just like oh he just does this and like I'm guessing this is why he's doing this. Like Boris is straight up is like yeah I'm doing this. I, I don't think this is actually going to work, but like we're, we're I'm drawing at straws at this point. <laughs> like I just want I want I want to be thorough with my experimentation. <laughs> mm-hmm. It make again. It adds a little bit more. It makes a little bit more, uh, or it gives the story a little bit more like sense or credence because like they're going in and explaining themselves in the story, not just let it, letting it off to be assumed. Yeah. Um. And my next one here is actually with regards to when they actually get the the signals to intermingle and then have that weird um 
experience with the, uh, the the fog and stuff. So the van's interior wasn't that colorful to begin with, but I noticed that the colors that did exist were a little desaturated, faded. And outside in the fog, I began to see poorly defined shapes, like dark specters drifting about in the mist. That sight shook me up a little. Were we in a dreamlike state? Was this some was this what our comatose friend experienced? Or was this something even bigger, like our reality or dimension beginning to merge with others or with another? So I actually have another a, more, a slightly more mundane explanation for what's going on when like the the frequency is like hitting their ears and stuff of that and affecting them um this could straight up just be a hallucinatory a hallucinatory effect brought on by the sound straining their auditory senses and mind um like there is a certain precedence uh for noise and uh, for certain noises and frequencies that can affect the human mind Mm -hmm. in weird ways like not just the brown note the brown noise um which is from south park (laughs) but i it's also but it's it's also like it it, south park kind of pulled that from like a conspiratorial or a conspiracy theory kind Mm. of thing (laughs) um and like yeah like there are there are um i've heard of of events or like situations where like people living near like electric like uh like radio towers um have like a, a sense of oppression and like feel like aren't feel like don't feel like uh, like 100 and even like their health starts declining and then when they leave that air that field they are better so yeah it just kind of shows like the the yeah these frequencies can affect your mind uh like that is a kind of scientific fact to a degree and i feel like that's something that that's one of the explanations that's missing i think in this in her in her speculation mm-hmm. yeah that might help um yeah she just goes straight to, you know, reality and dimensions bending and and merging. Um which I'm I'm fine with, but also like maybe also present the fact that this could all just be a hallucinatory effect <laughs> brought on by the frequency changing your mind. But if she isn't aware that that's a possibility, she wouldn't necessarily go there first. That's true. It definitely it definitely sounds like something Boris would yeah. come up with. Uh and then we get this scene here. Um, but just before he had shut it down, I had caught a brief glimpse of a more refined shadow straight ahead, like a hole in the fog that repelled all the vapors. It had no face, but I felt like it was staring at me. It disappeared the instant the broadcast stopped. And to me, I was just like, this is some tilling gas resonator from beyond bullshit going on. Like they they've. The, they've set a frequency that is affecting the human pineal gland, which does not exist. <laughs> um, and they are they are seeing the, a parallel th- something that is usually not seen by humans, and it is looking back. <laughs> um, again, got some some serious like science fiction vibes <laughs> from from what they were experiencing in that. Also, a little bit of Slenderman. <laughs> a little bit because the whole like has no face, but it must scream. <laughs> um, or but it must stare. And uh, my next one here, just what the hell were we about to reawaken or bring to life for the first time? I still don't know. But typing this right now after seeing the result, I can at least say that we never should have taken it so far. Uh, besides, he told me, 
will draw so much power from running all of this that the generator will hold out for five more minutes tops. So if we felt trapped somewhere, it would only last for so long. It sounded like a good risk minimizer. It all, and then this is my, my comment. It also sounds like famous last words. <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? Uh, yeah, the investigation sickness wins the day. <laughs> like, they, they, we must go deeper. <laughs> and speaking of that kind of, like, term and, like, the, that reference, um, I, took steps back, uh, I, I took steps backward as, a, as it walked towards me, smiling, pretending to be a living, breathing child. But I could see the grain in its eyes. She was nothing but a photographic memory brought into existence by invisible noise. So I, I wonder if Kitty Land is actually, and this this the space that that um, that Boris and Kate and even our hero found themselves in when dealing with like these weird like frequencies that were affecting them. Uh, I wonder if like it's all some facet of like the astral plane, uh, like it's a reality parallel to our own and is metamorphic to the collective human unconscious. Um, like maybe. Maybe the experiments, the government group. This is kind of going into like my theory of like what's going on exactly, like on the broad on the broad spectrum of Kittyland and stuff. And I think we touched on it a little bit in the Kittyland stuff. But I think I feel like maybe this experiment that the government was working on was basically in line with something like Psychonauts or the concept of of inner space, um, which it, where it's like a, a conspiratorial concept from like back in the the fifties to the seventies of like mind altering exploration like you you using some kind of technique you can explore the the um the dimension where like the collective human unconscious resides so like you can and like it's basically like where dreams are like kind of where dreams collect and coalesce and stuff like that is it also uh the video game psychonauts like the same sort of deal it yeah psychonauts they yeah, they basically you're psychic that goes into the human like into into different people's like dream worlds mm-hmm. and and thought processes um it's also where like lovecraft kind of where a lot of like uh lovecraft's dreamland cycle has kind of like been taken in in recent years like they like when they when you talk about like with delta green the rpg uh and they, when they start talking about like the dreamlands they they are focusing on like the inner space theory where like it's this reality that's within within human uh, subconscious rather than like outer space, which is beyond us. It's like another plane of reality or another existence mm. sort of situation. Um, I'm also like, as I was reading, as the story went on, I, I and I think this is just something that happens with like the cold relic stories in general. I was getting a strong vibes of like Alan Wake and Control and even a little bit of uh, the, the film series Insidious when they enter the uh, the Kittyland dimension uh, subconsciously, and I mean this story did technically come out before a few of those story those things. So uh, I just thought that was uh, kind of a, a neat like I was just getting those vibes, and I was like, oh, this story is kind of telling the same kind of like ideas or concepts, just like a few years later <laughs> or a few years before. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, like with control, particularly, it's like the the ob- like an anachronistic object that has a supernatural ability or something unexplained or unexplainable as of yet with human understanding of science and tech. And then Alan Wake with like the whole like Mister Static <laughs> and like the weird 
presence or force that's trying to use trying to interact with us and take us over so and then insidious with like the uh the astral plane or the the place that the um uh the the character in the story or in the in the movie goes to uh, basically like the ghost realm uh that's like kind of like the same it's like a liminal space that like the kitty land world was in um but i will move on to my next thing uh i'm almost done guys i swear <laughs> i mean there's a lot of words i understand yeah it was a a very lengthy story uh, I tried screaming out, but still, the only sound that could exist was the loud, burning static destroying the universe. So I chose this line, but there are others throughout the story, and I, I fucking just love the descriptions of this other world, like wh- the way it's described. It's like this weird supernatural space that Kittyland exists in, and and it's being described with like old media descriptors, like. Uh, like a film reel or like with static a film grain and stuff like that. It, it's kind of like, it, it's kind of giving me um, the vibe of like transistor punk or even like early cyberpunk descriptors. Hmm. Um, and actually transistor punk horror might be an apt term for the cold relic stories. <laughs> um, and, and for anybody who doesn't know what transistor punk is, it's, it's sort of a, a derivation of the, the, the subgenre of cyberpunk. Except it's it's taken it away from the '80s and going even farther back to like the '60s to '70s, with like psychedelic uh, uh, drug use and also like um, the the technology of that time period, which was like transistor radios and, and like radio frequencies and such. Oh, okay, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, and basically, it's yeah, it's it's also about like um like altered states of mind as a result of like the technology that's there that's kind of prevalent. So, um, but I am on to my last actual thought, and this is from uh, this is from the end, or this is from uh, Tyler's reaction to uh, Kate's email of the second day. Uh, Holy hell! I'm sorry that happened to you. Nightmare doesn't even begin to describe it. We truly are dealing with something otherworldly here, and now you've got me watching my back too. I think I'll double up on network security. And guys, you're under no obligation to pursue this further, I know. But while we're but while you were gone, I learned about this place in Ukraine. I'll have more details in a few days. And I was like, God damn it, a fucking cliffhanger, really? <laughs> yeah. I I guess we're gonna have to do the next one. Aw shucks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I I have it already in our roster for like the next little bit, so. Um, but yeah, that's that's my actual thoughts about the story. So, Mikey, the East ends for evil. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my first thought here, uh, actually isn't really related to the story, but it's interesting. Cool. So, <laughs> uh, so when I was reading this story, I was drinking coffee, and when I, I'm glad you. Sorry, I'm glad you you continue with drinking coffee. It's like I like coffee because I was like I was drinking at the time. I don't remember much of what happened in the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Anyway, when I was nearing the bottom of the cup, uh, I got to the point where Boris asked about meeting up. So I finished my coffee and then thought to myself, I should go get another cup. And then I read the next line, which was, sounds good. So I went and got myself another cup of coffee. So the story was speaking to you on a on a metaphysical level. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, that seems very apt for for the story. So my next actual thought here uh, is that well, I've never played a Silent Hill game. So when they mentioned Centralia, Pennsylvania, yeah. I, I looked it up, and it is a real ghost town. Yep. So. No, it's yeah. Sorry, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could go on <laughs> about Centralia because it, it fascinates me. My it, it fascinates me. <laughs> I too had no idea what it was. You can go on and tell us some interesting facts. Okay, so yes, a Centralia <laughs> is a real place in Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a town that was built around a coal mine, and I think it was like in the in the I don't know I can't remember when exactly it ha- the incident happened since 1962. But basically, the town was abandoned because the coal mine underground set, caught fire, and is still burning decades later. Like because it's coal, it keeps burning, <laughs> and basically, like fumes have been like bubbling up through cracks in the ground around the town so like and like they're deadly fumes so like they've completely cordoned off the town uh and only like a, i think there's only like a few people that still live in the town because like they, they this is their land this is their property and they'll stay on it damn it is that why silent hill has fog everywhere silent hill drew heavy inspiration from the the abandoned town of centralia because of the um like uh, because it does have like occasionally a weird haze to it and such as a result of the the, the smoke that's coming up from the ground. <laughs> um, it was also used in uh, the Everyman Hybrid Slender Vlog series. Um, they actually went in, they they went to Centralia uh, looking for, uh, looking for clues as to like the Slender Man creature that they were, that was uh, afflicting them. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's used, a, it's used in a lot of like stories and, and creepy videos and, and video games as as an inspiration for like uh basically ruin porn and and creepy shit happening in abandoned places like it's sort of like the penultimate abandoned town okay. because of the 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 circumstances around it. it was brought up like three or four times in the story i thought it was something that was brought up in a previous entry of cold relics no, it's it's brought up a lot, I think, in this one because it is also Pennsylvania's like claim to creepy fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Pennsylvania's got a, a, a bunch of creepy things, but Centra- and Centralia is like on the top five list. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. As soon as that came up, I was like, I, the, I, was, I was actually wondering if like it, like if it, like the way they were saying it in the story, I was wondering it's like, are we, is this actually going to end up just like going to Centralia, or is this a complete red herring in reference? <laughs> you never know. Hmm. Like even when Boris says like it has nothing to do with Centralia, and then like cut to a couple of paragraphs later, I can't believe we're in Centralia. <laughs> yeah. My next actual thought here is in regards to the one photo, and, and there's a quote, but that's clearly a second D after the first. Yeah. And, and looking at the photo, for me at least, it could be an S. 
So it's not it, very clear at me, all. It could be a P or an R. See, and I think it could be an O. <laughs> a lot of letters, apparently. <laughs> yeah, like it could be a P or an R, an O, an S. Like it could be a D. Is <laughs> yours? But it's not clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost. I, I do, and I do like that we get an, ex, uh, an explanation, a, a potential explanation for like how this this photo came to be. Like maybe it was never meant to be fo- taken. Like it was sort of like pocket photo <laughs> or a po- uh, pocket shot. Yeah, it was quick drawn. Quick snap! How could you see that as an O? That's very clearly a, a straight line on the left. I, I, okay, thank. Wow, I feel attacked. Well, you're an idiot, and you're wrong. <laughs> okay, <sorry>. that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's fine. But no, like, I, I, I can, like, I can see like all the other ones. I can also see an O. Like, like if like that, that, that the um, it's 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 just faded and blurry enough at the corner there that it could be like um. Uh, a distortion of a of a of like a the curve. Yeah. Of a plus, note. it's it's not like it's a typed out font. It looks like someone just did it with a freaking paintbrush. So yeah, it could just yeah. be that weirdness of doing it by hand as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and again, also that it, it yeah, you're absolutely right. It could like, and they again they even bring up it could be a photoshopped piece of of imagery. Um, it would also make sense that if this kitty land place is supposed to be like kind of like a whimsical place. And uh, it, it makes sense that their uh, their name almost had like kind of like somebody like just painted Kitty Land like in, with like a with a large brush yeah. of paint. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it sort of works in its favor to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to take over the spot again, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to because <laughs> um, now that we're on the the idea of the image, I I just didn't, I didn't bring it up earlier. But when I was talking about like uh, the the game control and how that this story kind of gave me vibes of that, it almost re- like this image like it almost reminds me of in control like when uh, when the Federal Bureau of Control is is exploring astral space, um, they they are able to take like uh, like special photographs of the astral plane. And basically, like they're taking the photos of another dimension, like through like with like satellite with like a uh, specialized like satellite imagery. And this kind of reminds me of that, like of the some of the images that they were able to recover from the other reality. So I was wondering if maybe this photo that was taken and like hidden in that little box that um, the the seller's dad had, I wonder if this is actually like a, like a photo that the government took of the uh, the astral space or the space where Kitty Lambert is. Like this is actually a photo of that other reality because it's also in film grain and staticky. Oh yeah, that's true. Now another, another proposal or counter proposal to that is that because Kate and Tyler and Boris all or well, particularly Kate who experienced Kitty land firsthand because she saw this photo before going under from the, uh, the influence mm. of the frequency Maybe the reason why that reality was all staticky and black and white was because of this image. Yeah, you might be right, actually. So it it could go either way for me. Yeah, because Boris saw this image too, obviously. Yeah, but he doesn't have the same. He didn't have the um, the connection that Kate and Tyler and and our hero had, where like they had experienced Kitty. They remember Kitty Land from their childhood, whereas Boris I understand did not. that. But so, even yeah. when they were sitting in the van before they left. It was getting all staticky mm-hmm. and devoid of color. Well, that's how that's how Kate was experiencing. But then she like looked over to Boris, and he was seeing something, but she didn't 
think or know that she, that he was seeing the same thing he she was. Like they were, they may not have been sharing the same yeah. experience, even though they were. Though they may have been sharing like some part of the experience, but like because they have different perspectives and different like mindsets, they were experiencing something slightly mm. different. But yeah, I I think you could go either way on that for, of what this image is. <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'll hand here's here's the mic mic key. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just this little bit. Um, I'm glad that there was a description underneath of what the image is. Because when I first saw the image, I had yes. no idea what the hell I was looking at. I, I'll i be honest, it doesn't look like a ride to no, me. When I first saw it, I thought it was something sitting on a table. Like the, the white bar at the bottom, like connected to the, the back yeah. of the white, and that's a table, and there's something weird sitting on it. That's what I thought it was. But in hindsight, yeah. after the description, that bar is like a safety railing, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Also, like, it, again, because of, like, how cluttered it is and, like, how sort of undef... It's it's defined and undefined. <laughs> like, it, there's, a, there's a lot of cluster yeah. here in this, in this image of, like, the machinery. I was like, I can kind of see this being... Like, I can kind of make out, like, maybe that's, like, a Ferris wheel ride or, like, the um, the, the spinning theme park ride. But it could also just be a bunch of like junk from an from an AV club thing at a, at a school. Mm. <laughs> like it kind of looks like it, it could also be like uh like the like projector cranes and like some of that old like high school technology that like uh, projection technology that people like, that they'd store in like a, a storage room. <laughs> and then yeah, just Photoshop that up to make it. Oh no, and then yeah, it's like this. But yeah, I. I also am glad that it has a descriptor at the bottom because it sort of helps push the push the narrative in the direction that the author wants for the photo. Yep. Now, hand that mic back to Mikey. <laughs> you go, sir. All right. So my next actual thought here: uh, the thing had arms and legs, but no hands or feet, and its head was nothing more than a faceless blob. Uh, so my visual was either sort of the male bathroom logo come to life, or <laughs> a Son Minecraft character with a round head. Yeah. See, I was thinking, I, I, my visual for this creature was honestly the um. The main. This is spoilers for 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 an anime, but for Toppen Tengengur and Logan, um, the 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 final boss adversary, um, is very similar in in the description that we got, where it's like it, it's a silhouette of a person of, of a humanoid, but like it's kind of ill defined in terms of, and it's got like an energetic outline around it. Um, hang on, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, wow. The it's it's called the anti uh, the it's it's known as the anti spiral, um, and uh, yeah, this is the image. Uh, this is exactly this is what I was envisioning um, for for anti spiral, or for the uh, for the uh, for the the creature or the entity that it, that formerly <laughs> the entity formerly known as Fun Bun. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. So without eyes, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, do you took a picture? Are you, just you typed in Andy's got a mouth. photo of it? <laughs> That's fair. Like it was sort of like that kind of um, like sketchiness, basically, but like with a, a silhouette of just darkness. 
and then like you said minus the uh the facial features but yeah i do i do like the, the description you gave of it's it's just the uh yeah it's the uh the men's uh symbol for a bathroom <laughs> he's out to get you sure it's not this version of the anti-spiral oh oh god <laughs> you wow Woo. wow <laughs> um also, it's funny uh, that you brought this up too, because uh, I just watched a Backrooms short film uh, uh, over the weekend with some friends, and they uh, in the movie, like the guys like going through the backrooms, um, and there's this stick man that attacks him, and it's like this like uh, it's it's a clearly animated stick man, like but like, it's all like very sketchy and like kind of constantly in flux, and it's just like as it's coming at him, and it's like. It's it's kind of funny, but also if I was in the back rooms, if I was in that situation, that was coming at me, I'd be terrified. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then that watching that video, my buddies then uh uh brought up uh this the series called Beyond Creepy, where this guy like talks about like weird mysteries and the accounts that people have of cryptids and stuff, and he brought up the Stickmen, which apparently people are seeing Stickmen. <laughs> in the world uh, out in the world <laughs> like while they're driving they look out and they see like a stick man fi- a stick figure man like a tra- like how you would expect that to be like the the the, the men's um uh it, like somebody it, as if somebody drew a stick man like on paper and then put that in yeah. reality yeah so it's just funny that like we bring this up and like we're reading the story and then Mikey's bringing up the uh <laughs> the uh the figure and its shape and stuff and i just like oh got off the from the weekend reading and watching stickman monsters in reality it's funny <laughs> how that works yeah i basically saw him like um like a tall oval with like a circle for a head on top of that and then um his arms came out from that where arms and legs would come out but they like um, they started at normal length and then just kind of went down into like points, but like they had no okay, yeah, or anything. They were just sort of like lines that came out. Yeah, they're like almost like tapered. Yeah, I saw him less. Well, like he's humanoid, but it's not a human shape. Yeah, it's like something trying to be a yeah, human basically. shape, but not, but failing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you got the most Lovecraftian of uh, like a uh, uh, entity like form uh, of us all. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Part for the course for the show. (laughs) Totally wouldn't have been you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mikey. (laughs) And that's in a match, that's. Oh, okay. Then we get on to Gamer. Okay. So I got to this line where it says, uh, Boris, my... Oh, okay, this is Kate's first email. Boris, my name's Kate. Kind of an acquaintance with Tyler and Redacted. So... I kind of hope there's a good reason that the main character of this whole string of stories has no name. Like everyone else gets fake names, why can't he? Why is he just redacted or our yeah? Hero? Also, why was yeah? Why was he redacted when we when we are already using our hero as the name? Like in the um, like in in the descri- like in the in the spot where you put like the author of each story. When our hero was 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 writing the stories, his name, his moniker in the sto- those stories was called our hero. <laughs> okay, but he, yeah. So first off, yes. Second off, why doesn't he just get a normal <laughs> name? Call him Steve. Like, give him a code name. It's, yeah, that's it true. Makes yeah. It so annoying. I think. I think part of it, it may be like, 
kind of hinting that like Tyler has a bit of hero worship over him. Like, cause he's sort of like, he was sort of like our hero's ward. Like, um, like he took over after our hero went to the coma. So like, he's kind of, and he's been like the most excited about all this weird bullshit. So like, maybe it's just like a hint of like that. He is, he, he thinks very highly of our hero <laughs> after the fact, maybe, but the first couple of postings were yeah. quote unquote, our hero posting the stories. That is also true. Our hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck? Wow. Yeah. So maybe our hero has a little bit of a yeah, hero. A little bit. I just wish he'd have a da- normal name. I don't, it doesn't have to yeah, be just his name. Steve. <laughs> Yeah, make it John Smith. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But moving on. Uh, so, Boris responds to the the first email, and then Kate responds back by saying, "Boris, I think we should have kept this transcription of the journal between us." Um, meanwhile, when you look back at the what Boris said, he didn't say anything specifically in the journal. It's not like he was leaking information to her. He just said that he was reading the journal and quote-unquote tearing it up, not literally. The journal that he's talking about was the last story, like the electric rabbit. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the electric, the electric rabbit was. That was the the journal. Those were all the journal entries that, that our hero was doing right before he got into a coma. And then that story got transcribed by Bruno, by, by, not Bruno, by, by Boris, and then given to, um, to Tyler to post online. Oh, it's... He was saying something like it was Tyler's journal. Like, no. Like, words. I'm still trying to understand it myself. He wrote a journal about his experience that I'm tearing apart, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Who's he? Okay, so that that's our hero say, talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, I. It, it start, we got it one. By Kate, Tyler's told me about you. I'm still trying to understand it myself. He wrote a journal about his experience. So, so okay, but look at the subject line of the email: the fun bun incident. That's what they're referring to. The, the last, which is the electric rabbit. Tyler. Story. Okay, but that it, that it's not Tyler. That that he uh, it's not Tyler's uh, notes. It was it was our hero's notes that he's ripping or he's he's transcribing uh and, and putting down you should say our hero and that's what kate is it, about his experience and... yeah yep you're right you're right <laughs> <laughs> i just we, it just like it just cuts as like oh yeah. <laughs> you just have a, a schwarzenegger moment from uh from screaming Cop. come back in <laughs> yeah yeah this is fine Either way, I'll move on from there. I don't okay. think any of us should get physically involved. It's too dangerous, for God's sakes. This all started with a toy gun that supposedly blew up a kid. And yeah, that's true and everything. But um, it's kind of a shame yeah. that the laser tag story was just sort of left as a one-off and the focus has been almost exclusively on Kitty Land. Because I don't remember the specifically the connection between laser tag and Kitty Land. However, after reading the story... It shows that there's a laser tag arena there, so okay. They had a laser tag arena there, and this guns got out, I guess. But the main focus has just been on Kitty Land, really. So, I interpreted that the laser tag thing was there. Um, 
because Kate has read all the stories up to this point. And again, the Kitty Land dimension, whatever, being kind of metamorphic it, to the whim of the per, of the person's like the person that's interacting with it, and like it, it's basically like because she knew about the about the laser tag thing. Suddenly, there's a new addition to Kitty Land, a laser tag place. I I also agree with you though, like, uh, and uh, the reason why I think the, these stories have started kind of like rotating or, or revolving around Kitty Land, and that is because our hero that was our hero's like personal experience and an invest and and uh, and adventure into this weird anachronistic uh, technology. Like uh, the laser tag one was a story that he found on on a on an old toy forum, like abandoned toy. Yes, forum. however, at this point in the story. You could yeah. just not read the laser tag story and you understand everything. It's kind of useless information, yeah. unfortunately, which I hate to say because it's a cool concept. Yeah. And I like that story, I think. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> but it's kind think, of unnecessary, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, yeah, it's part of a problem, I think. I, I, not, not a problem, but like sort of an, a thing with this story, with these these newer stories of the Cold Relic stories where they're starting to form an interconnected narrative. And so the sort of, I think the original idea might've been that like, do like a weird cold war relic of the, uh, like of the week sort of situation. But then they dropped that for an interconnected uh, kind of narrative. Yeah, uh, Like laser tag was the first one, right? Yeah. Laser yeah, tag was with the first that. One. I thought it was going to be like, after just reading the first story, I thought the continuations were going to be, okay, they found another weird toy that this company made. We need to track down this company. Yeah. And while it's just a one-off. Wait, wait a minute. We might be going back to, to, to laser, to the laser tag company because didn't, didn't it say at the end of that, that like the, a person found that in Ukraine found what? Like found like the like the company's like part part of the company's like um like uh like the the packaging for laser tag was from Ukraine, or am I like mis misremembering? Pulling that. a Kate, and actually Kate, I might. Kate is yeah. technically fabricating shotguns, so she's pulling the U. <laughs> yes. Oh no. But yeah, like I I remember like there was something like I, I remember the, at the end of of laser tag like they got a message from like I, I should just look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna I do just it right look now, up laser yeah. tag for a second. Quickly, just double check that the very it's at the I think it was at the very end of the laser tag video of the laser tag story. Uh, crypto, yeah. Um, he's okay. So it was uh, a guy from Poland, um, and he described uh, a box that he found in his neighbor's attic, who was a, a collector of strange things, um, and the it said that the year was 1986. Uh, there was an instructional, an original instructions manual, and the image of a boy shooting another boy, and he looked terrified. I looked like a terrifying Possibly child. Say who made it? No company name. Uh, Language on the box and most of the instructions is, in, is clearly in Belarusian. Belarusian, yeah. And Belarus, I th- we're doing some serious. We're doing some freaking like uh, some some sleuthing ourselves here. <laughs> oh wow, wow! I'm completely off. It's it, Belarus is <laughs> is is the. Um, is in Eastern Europe, so it's in the east. Oh, Ukraine! Oh, it's uh, it borders. It's bordered by uh, Belarus. Is bordered by Russia to the east and northeast, and Ukraine to the south, and Poland to the yep. west. Wow, I'm I was completely off on uh, that, but yeah, that so is. So if uh, the main company is there, that doesn't 
mean that all of their factories are there. They could have a factory in Ukraine. That is a Belarusian company. Yeah, which might. Yeah, and we've we I've not done any research on the next story. So the but except for that cliffhanger ending that Tyler gave us for this one, where he's got some coordinates in. And we Ukraine. know the next story is called the Liminal Warehouse because it says at the very top. So that and if yeah, it's very possible that like they'd have distribution warehouses in different locations. Mm-hmm. So even in a bordering country, so maybe we'll so, wrap around to it. Yeah, but as it is, the laser tag thing is just yeah. They are guns made with the "quote unquote" engine inside them, I believe, because the engine is what makes everything weird. Mm-hmm. But I'll move on from there. So, um, moving on, there's a uh, Kate's Christmas email where she gives them uh, her wi- her well wishes and says that she wants to find out more information, all that shit. And then just no one responds to it, and then just Boris continues with something else. It's kind of weird how every other. And in January, I think, or like... It's kind of weird how every other email is responded with, even if it's someone just saying, sounds good, like, there's always a response. Meanwhile, Kate types out this nice email to everyone, wishing everyone a a Merry (laughs) Christmas and hopes everyone's doing good, and they just ignore it. (laughs) Like, there was no information in it that was necessary (laughs) to the plot. Yeah. So, either have people respond to it like everyone's been responding, or just don't do it, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm with you, because... It does add a little bit of like, like we're reading, we're reading like the serious investigation. Then we have like, oh, and this was also added between this, but like, I'm not going to remove it because it was a really quick thing. And it's just like her wishing well wishes and stuff like that. What we're not seeing though, because this, because it's a, a, a transcribed format, is that both Tyler and Boris did like heart, like did like the, uh, like the, uh, the liked this email <laughs> uh, thing. Because like, that's the thing that, yeah, that's it's something we do in in our office like constantly, like when like basically in agreement of some of an email, like rather uh, rather than like do a worded reply, we just uh, we just click the affirmative like thumbs up. Um, uh, However, the very last sentence that she says is, "Does this one feel different in regards to uh, like all the waiting games that they're on?" So she's asking a question and not getting an answer. Ah, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. kind of a dick move. <laughs> Also, when when did uh, when did Boris reply after that Christmas one? Was it like a month or two after? Uh, Twelve days later, fourteen days later. Something okay. Like that. Yeah, fair. Well, I mean, maybe he was busy during the holidays and he didn't get around to his nope. emails. <laughs> but he didn't respond to it. He just responded. He just started his new line of uh, of information. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I love Boris, but it's kind of, that was kind of a dick move. <laughs> Either way, I can move on now. Yes. Even so, this one's broadcast hours must have had a relationship with the disruption. Kind of sounds like a rant, uh, Hanar radio jockey talking about a, the station that he's on. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. This one hopes you will love the new hit tunes the Enkindlers have brought us. New character for our, our Mass Effect game, maybe? Son of a bitch! Take our hero and make it oh sound uh, uh, Hanar or something weird like that. Yeah, you're listening to this one's new <laughs> broadcast. Our hero at six five four two five. Oh, Hanar names go. This is totally relevant. Uh, so Hanar names they have. Uh, they generally don't have a. I think. I think they generally don't have. So they have two names. They have a very personal, intimate name that they are only they only give out to 
family and very mm-hmm. close friends. And then they have, they generally, I don't think they, they have a very generalized or a very, very um, simple name at best for outsiders and, and, uh, and strangers, or they just refer to them as this one. Oh, yeah, that a face one. name and a soul name is what they call apparently. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. And are weird. Not relevant to the story. And are, are weird, <laughs> but awesome. Yeah. Yes. Has, yeah. That, that's, that's, that should be reserved for our sister podcast, mm-hmm. One Less Die. A, Gaming actual play podcast. Yes. Also, <laughs> plug, plug, um, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> in regards to the the visual of the entity at the end, I think part of the reason that the shape yes. of that was the way that I saw it is because you recently showed me um, what you explained could be Hanar in a mech suit in like power armor. Because it was just like this <laughs> oval shape with arms coming off of it. I'm like, basically, it's just that with a head on it. Yeah, fair. But I shall move on. Okay. When it's not Shadowrun, sorry, Mikey. It's Mass Effect. Yeah, that's going to be our new summer, Mikey, now. He understands Mass Effect. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we don't have to apologize. So then uh, Tyler responds to uh, Kate's uh, day one entry about finding the radio station and all that. He says, "Uh, just hope you find something, something a little, you know, bigger up there. And to me, I'm like, I think finding a radio station that is blocking satellite coverage during its operating hours is pretty big. Like, yeah, Tyler's being a little negative yeah. Nancy over here. Oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> what have you? What did you do with, with your day? <laughs> what What have you been up to? You, you're the one that couldn't can't make it to up uh, up here to help uh, like look yeah. for this fucking thing. You're the one that's super excited about all this bullshit. <laughs> like, I kind of wish there was a little bit of. What have you been doing? Oh, you've been looking at very cool. You've you've been looking at some coordinates for uh for some place in Ukraine. Oh, good for you. Oh, big fucking whoop. <laughs> How was it? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it kind of would have been funny if there's a little bit of sass because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have added to the. Uh, I, that would definitely have like added the more to the characters. Mm-hmm. I'll move on. Uh, it gets to a point where Boris is asking Kate if he should turn the game on or not uh, when they're in in his white panel van. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Kate writes, hell yes, we're doing it. I on- But I only responded with a go ahead. And to me, I'm like, oh, it would have been great to hear her say, say yeah. it like that. Be like, hell yeah, because she's been so like chill and quote yeah. unquote normal this whole time. Yeah, she's very reserved when she like outwardly. But like in her mind, she's like, "Yeah, let's mm. do this." She just says, "Yes, please go ahead." <laughs> let's proceed. <laughs> Tell my wife hello. And then it gets on to Boris and Kate hallucinating, and uh, Kate writes, "I could tell that he was seeing moving forms out there as well, judging by his eyes's darting movement." God, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I don't think he he saw the same ones I did. So um, why not ask him? Use your words and ask. Yeah, it's weird that like he didn't. Yeah, they go through shit. Like even yeah, after the fact, and then they're like, okay, what did you see? Oh, you saw that. Neat. I saw this. They're just like let's turn it off and just go about their ways. I think they asked like one yeah. one or two questions between each other, but they did not share what each other saw. Was weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? 
Especially mm-hmm. if she's noticing that he's not looking at the same things she's looking at, then she'd be like, okay, well, what is he looking at? I need to know. We're out here to do science, so tell me science. Yeah. Tell me science things. <laughs> tell me your observations of the, of the, of the yep. experiment. Let us let us share notes, <laughs> human <laughs> and other human things. I don't know why. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I actually have. I, I left it on my notes, but I do have a theory. I have. I had a a potential theory like that spawned while, while I was uh, not reading this part, but like when uh, Boris uh, and and Kate come out of the uh, the the um the 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 final um like part of the the their their mm-hmm. experiment. And Boris is just kind of like nom like sort of very calmly like he she's he's a lot more calm and like straight to the point than she is. Yeah. Um, do you have anything about that, or are you gonna or are you gonna move on from nope. that stuff? Okay. Wait, nope. As in, no, you don't. Or no, I do not have any more information about Boris acting like a robot. Would you like to elaborate? Yes, I would like to elaborate. Um, I think. Or at the time when I was reading this part of the story, I was like, "Or is he fine? Or is he, in fact, the entity possessing Boris's body?" <laughs> like he says that he he just outran the monster in his in his dreamscape, but did he in fact outrun it, or did it uh, did it do exactly to him what it did uh, almost did to Katie, or to almost did to Kate, and completely like. Like uh, Agent Smith, him. No, that probably happened. <laughs> well, because like I was wondering that, but then like as it went on, like it kind of deviates a little bit because like he stayed there for another three years, three years, uh, for another three days to investigate and dig deeper, and then got spooked by uh, by a by a man in black. He tells you, so that doesn't mean that's what happened. That that is true. It's like I, I like I don't like I I don't want to believe it, but at the same time, it's like. I think our our poor sweet Boris has been has been taken over by has been has been pod peopled. <laughs> he may have been. But yeah, it that that was the vibe I was getting when like she was describing his his reaction coming out of the uh uh the trance or the um the the situation. Yeah, I, at this point I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Yeah. Jazz you say is unfortunate cuz Boris is awesome but he drives a panel van. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy now. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah the the weirdest, like, the sweetest, most awkward mm. man. <laughs> but I shall move on. Uh, this is in regards to uh, Kate's hallucination going towards Kitty Land. I would have gotten it to it faster if it wasn't for those meddling kids. No, um, if I if I had <laughs> felt compelled to keep looking behind me, uh, maybe it was just a fear of the same pursuer that chased our friend in a dream, but also had a feeling that I was being watched or followed. Um, that might just be because like Boris is in the same sort of dream right behind her. Like they may be sharing uh, a plane of existence somewhat. Like they're both kind of there, but not really. Yeah. Like they're, they can't perceive each other, but they're sharing the same existence or the same, the same, they're like slightly skewed perception. Like yeah. Perception so you'd still have that feeling like someone's the... looking at you, even if, even if there's no one there. That being said, yeah. by the end of uh, something jumps out and grabs her. So it was probably stalking. It's fine. Yeah. And then, uh, gets on to Madeline and everything. And 
says, uh, Madeline, my sister, my older sister by two years. I don't care if I should change your name for the sake of my identity safety. I'm not going to. I just, I can't do that. And I know that she said, um, sorry, she did say at the start of this that Tyler could edit this to keep it clean. I kind of wish that there was yeah. a Tyler edit in brackets after this that says like bracket Tyler colon. I changed it in bracket. Yeah, I, I really want that too. Like, I get it if she can't change it because that's who she saw and she's like sort of traumatized by this. But if Tyler's trying to protect her identity, he should be changing it. Yeah, just like Tyler, just uh, bracket Tyler uh, colon. I got you, fam. Yeah. <laughs> In bracket. <laughs> like, bam, mm-hmm. done. <laughs> And then, um, right, then uh, in the dream, it's describing uh, the, the the visual of Kitty Land and everything. And uh, it says, but all these, of all these elements had nothing on the, the world's centerpiece, Kitty Land itself. It was alive, bright, noisy, and full-sized, as big as any amusement park in a reality. It was maybe half a mile away. That's what she saw when she first, um, uh, like, got in there, basically. So, yeah. then she walked half a mile. And apparently still had time to explore this within five minutes. Because, as previously said, it doesn't matter. You'll be kicked out within five minutes anyways. And then yes, then I just responded to that saying, I hope that this is explained as to why. Like, maybe his estimate is wildly wrong mm-hmm. or something. And then two sentences later, yeah. uh, she says, what happened to time? I have been in this place for longer than five minutes. So it's like, okay. So it does address it, but yeah. doesn't. But I have a, I have, I have a perfect, a valid explanation for why. Um, the, uh, because dreams are weird when it comes to time. Like you could be spending hours in a dream and it's only be five yes. minutes. <laughs> However, um, and vice versa, honestly, like time dilation is weird in dream, I, in the dream, in, in your mental state, because your thought processes are working a lot faster than. I get that, <laughs> but I feel like this should have been brought up way earlier. Because if yes, if it's half a mile away, like as soon as she sees that, she figures she'd be like, "Oh shit, it's half a mile away." Bor said, "I only have five minutes in here. I better run to get as close as I can before we get kicked out." But it's meanwhile, it's like no, it's yeah. five miles away, or it's, it's uh, what was it, half a mile away, five half minutes, mile away. or half a yeah. mile? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. five miles. Well, the way that. <laughs> It was presented to me as she gets in, looks around, it's weird, turns around, there's a tree there, looks and finds there's Kitty Land. It's half a mile away. Okay. And then because it's not there's no urgency to it, I just imagined that she just calmly walked over there for like mm-hmm. many, many minutes <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Well, and then she later goes on and says like that she suddenly because she's in a she's in a dream sequence, she doesn't recall the transitionary periods of walking like she she knows that she walked but she doesn't recall that walking yes. time like she was just like suddenly she was at the she was at the starting point and then she was at kitty land's entrance and then she was like checking out the rides but she doesn't remember the transition between rides and walking yeah it's like a- so and again that's something in dreams that happens a lot like you don't like your mind doesn't doesn't bother like buffering that that memory yeah. <laughs> so like maybe she basically just teleported ahead when she wanted to go there and all that but I, again, I just wish that the urgency was there because yeah. you only have five minutes and it's way the fuck over there. That's where you need to go in five minutes. Meanwhile, there's no stress of that situation. 
Yeah. But I will beating that dead horse and move on. No, it's a val- it is a valid point because like yeah, like it it maybe should be uh, addressed a little bit earlier mm-hmm. than it is. Uh, my next note is just about the monster's description and how I liked it. It gets wordy, but in a nice way. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I had it quoted, but I don't really need to read the whole thing. Yeah, the the void over uh, the the void where no static or uh, or, or or film grain permeates or something like read. that. It was a dark and featureless. It was dark and featureless. <laughs> it's a body of black hole. That was, that so was the only thing truly <laughs> solid in this world as nothing. Not even film grain, grain or static inhibited its form. The only thing... The thing had arms and legs, but no hands or feet, and its head was nothing more than a faceless blob. Its outline, however, was very energetic. Bolts of, of bright white electricity darted around its frame, giving the being a two-dimensional look. It was like seeing a growing flame burn a negative space into an old film reel. Such a good, Disney such a good cool. description. <laughs> yeah. I'm, see, I'm glad you, uh, you, you, you read that. Well, I had to read that. I had to read every word in this story. Oh, you mean? Oh, on. I mean, like I see now. <laughs> I thought yes. In general. <laughs> see, I thought you were going to like. Well, you did such a piss poor oh, job snap. of summarizing it. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh, snapped myself. Sick burn. <laughs> Review called this. Thanks. As you say to yourself. But I yeah. will move on. Uh, uh, this is Kate uh, saying apparently what Boris said about his trip in the second time. He claimed to have only seen a vast, open, empty, dark field. No kitty land, no ghosts. He had. He just had the forest, grass, sky, and the ellipses monster. So basically, he was playing Slender the eight pages. Was just walking around. The yeah, no, one hundred percent. Chasing him, and that's about it. Yep. Cool. Although, with your um, your theory out there, he probably found seven of the pages and then got killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then got taken over. But that is the end of my notes. Okay. Then now we shall move on to final thoughts. Um. So it's another chapter in the growing cold relic stories that we've been reading so far. Um, it's, it's definitely in my wheelhouse of weird, creepy topics. Like again, anachronistic technology that I don't fully understand has pseudoscience and is, has vaguely supernatural properties. Uh, and there's a malevolent entity on from another dimension. That's trying to use that tech to breach into our world. Um, and damn, if I'm not intrigued about that, <laughs> Uh, even if it even if it did end with a cliffhanger, uh, so with that, I'm going to recommend it. However, with the pretense that you should probably read the rest of the stories from Cold Relic up to this point, because this story uses almost all of the like 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 they at least name drop all of the previous entries at one at least once. Yeah, is there three previous ones? Right um. Now? So we had a uh, laser tag. Um, there is uh, the electric rabbit. There was Liz for the, um, the, uh, uh, and, yeah, okay. and kitty land. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are, there are four so far. Uh, and then this is really, honestly, this one felt kind of like, so like we've had, like, we've had an example of something new 
and I guess this one is also something new because it's a radio frequency. Like that, that's like it's a it's a basically a number station um, story, um, or it's like where there's a signal that that they're trying to find it's and trying to like, figure out about Kitty Land. So it's technically Kitty Land too. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's like it's almost like a crossover. This story, this story in particular, is almost like a crossover event because they are bringing in Kitty Land, this radio signal. Um, that may be connected to the bunkers of the Liz Four so project. This is the Avengers. Um, it, it kind of, well, yeah. Honestly, it, it kind of felt like an Avengers stuff, like like a, like it, yeah, yeah, like a crossover event, like where um, and like again, the monster. The even though like they they keep referencing the shadowy organization from Liz Four, we never really see them except for like the one moment like where it might they might have been watching them, uh, or they might have been watching uh, Boris um, at mm. the end. They're just kind of paranoid about them after reading all their stories. And they keep referencing back, like, oh, I've read all the stories up to this point. I don't know if I believe half of them, but, like, here's another thing that we should maybe look into kind of situation. And then, yeah, then the main antagonist of this story ultimately is the creature that was projecting the facade of Funbun. Probably. So, yeah, so it, it, it's sort of a... it's It's bringing something new to the table with the radio signal but it's also kind of tying up all uh, it's 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 connecting all the dots from it might the also stories. not be new at all because that radio signal could just be a thing that they destroyed in kenny land the first time yeah you know yeah you're right like they, they didn't have anything that like would have told them like oh this is something here like there was mention of like some kind of a signal like our hero um when he goes over to Keyland, he gets like a similar kind of like uh, weird, like sees like a tear in reality, like, or something mm-hmm. like that. So maybe that was just part, like a, maybe that was the, um, the event that was going to take place over 90 minutes, like that oh, yeah. weird situation. Yeah, th- that didn't go anywhere yet. Right. Is that recall? It, it did go it, in, in this story. It, yeah. It's a mystery that hasn't yes. been fully fleshed out yet though. Um, it is brought up in the story. Like it's present in the story as like a weird energy buildup. In the in the air, that um, that like drowns out all other like signals and frequencies. So, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of a new thing, but also just kind of tying up all the other stories together, um, and then continue and then like leaving off as almost kind of like serializing the event. So like now we're it's to be continued yep. in the next story. So. Uh, and again, but like that's for me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like it it's gonna the story probably won't be that great on its own for a reader. Um, so I would recommend I, I do recommend the story, but I recommend reading the other stories beforehand to kind of get mm-hmm. the context. So yeah, that's my my thought. My actual or that's <laughs> that's my actual thoughts. That's my final thoughts. Mikey, D stands for evil. Well it's an interesting story. Um, it took me a while to remember what fun bun and all that was at the yes, beginning. It it was a couple of months ago since we did like the last one, so I apologize. Yeah, I yeah. typing down the characters' names because I'm like, okay, these are new characters. I have to type them down, and then they start talking. I'm like, wait, okay, he's t- he knows him and him and her. Oh, that's them from that. Okay, <laughs> like I had to put the pieces together because. Yeah. Again, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. <laughs> yeah, so um it it works as sort of a back and forth, but then um 
then we get the meat of the story from Kate. Yeah. At the last, what, two entries? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely, like, uh, yeah, we were reading, like, the story, like, as these, like, email format. And then we got to, like, the day one, day two, uh, like, rundowns or, like, kind of storyline. And then the, when, I, when we started reading, I was like, and here's the the traditional storytelling format we are out of the series. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, it was, I, I thought it was interesting, but like, did you like that or not like that? Well, it was interesting. Um, I, well, they've done other um, journal entry stuff before, right? Yeah, yeah, they've done Liz for a journal entry. Yeah, I think actually the last couple have been like, um, like the first one was more traditional, like just a, an account that was recalled. Um, then we got like Electric Rabbit and Liz for. Um, uh, which was straight up like log entries or journal entries, and I think also Kittyland was also a, um, uh, a more of a traditional story t- like story account, and then this one is just another kind of log. I mean, entry kind of, it is exactly format. a log entry format. No, I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, with the cor- the email correspondence, like, it's a lot less formal than yes. like a journal entry sort of format. Okay, good. Until the until the last two entries, and then it's just like straight up like day one here's yeah. the events that happened day two here's the other events that happened i'm call- I'm, I'm writing this a week later <laughs> yeah. um, so i like it because something eventually happens <laughs> but i also dislike it because it happens in the dreamish world and just sort of Everyone gets knocked out for five minutes and then comes be- comes to. Yeah, I, I I was wondering if you were gonna have misgivings about the dream sequence stuff. Even though this one's, is it a dream or is it like that they're entering a new like another state of awareness and reality? Ah, uh, <laughs> it could be sleep paralysis. Like I had this whole, I had this whole like pre-set up like inner monologue, like like combat with you <laughs> in my head before the recording. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, I was like, well, to counter you, they can't. This is like a, this is like a an artificially induced coma that they're stuck in, so they can't actually leave it until until the time's up, and so they have to like, yes, they have to wait that out, but then they're stuck in this horrible reality sleep in their paralysis. own minds. You know how much Mikey loves sleep paralysis. Well, um. Do we know who their friend is that was redacted? Hero. Yeah, our hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it would have been interesting if he showed up in the dream sequence because he's in oh, a coma, right? Fuck you! That been awesome. Damn it! That that would have been so good. I mean, if, it w- if he's like tied up somewhere. Yeah, like he's he's there in Kittyland. He's like he's trapped or. He's the one that shows up, like, um, like, out of the out of the dark, like, out of the silhouette of the creature. Yeah, you know, like he just kind of like manifests, and he's been completely taken over. Hmm. Like it's it's him, but his eyes are just static. Like there's no there's no eyes that's just static in the what holes. Was, what was Madeline looking at? Was she looking at the merry-go-round? Yeah, I what think she was on, looking at the merry-go-round, the merry-go-round and then she turned around. People tied to the horses, and one of them is our hero. Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> god damn it, Mike! You made it so much better that if that had been the case. 
part of his job description. Yeah, it is. It's to attempt to make the story better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Dave, we didn't actually really talk about it, but did anybody like else like how like um, Madeline like she got out of the uh, she got off uh, she she sat up from the the wheelchair and then passed through it and it just like dissolved into into static. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, I thought that was a really yeah. cool, like, effect because it was like I was reading that, I, was, I got a chill. I was like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fucking terrified if that happened to me. <laughs> if, if like that, if somebody was just like, oh, I just like the, the again, like I, I get creeped out from like somebody like perpetually smiling at me like, and like walking toward me yeah. in like a dark alley. <laughs> like that, that's my, my well, one of my fears. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's but, like, like phasing person... through it and it disappearing. Yeah. It just kind of made it feel like it was like in VR or something. Like it, it sort of disconnected a little bit from yeah. it. Because it's it shows that this world isn't real. Yeah, it, and I think this is also like part of the transistor punk or like early cyberpunk is like this kind of felt like they were stuck in like a hot mm-hmm. VR or like uh, they were yeah they were they were trapped in like um, is that what it's called they, uh, gamer in uh, Shadowrun? Sorry, Mikey. Uh, like hot sim. Yeah, they're they're tra- yeah he's tra- uh, she's trapped in a hot sim like where um the there's a uh, potential threat to her if she gets hurt and she gets dump shot yes. back to her body <laughs> but yeah like that that's sort of like the vibe i was going i was thinking of like sort of like a blend of like early cyberpunk descriptors and like transistor punk mm-hmm. version of that because it's all like staticky and and film grain and stuff but i digress i'll <laughs> i'll be quiet again <laughs> uh and then it also would have been interesting if uh, Fun Bun had shown up, because I mean they did activate the game. But he may have shown up. Um, just with. Well, yeah, I I think. Well, but yeah, as a I rabbit, was... not as a. Uh... <laughs> I not as the guys from Minecraft and with the. Yeah. yeah, not not like an Enderman, <laughs> like a, like a like yeah. a blank faced Enderman. <laughs> um, although I think it would be cool, like Madeline, like is coming toward her. And then, like, she she vanishes, and then he she feels that like that hot breath on her on the back of her neck and stuff like that. And then she turns around, and at first it's Mister Funbun, but then it broils away in static to reveal the the actual form of the, of Mister Funbun, or like, or Mister Funbun's form stretches out and like rips apart as the true form Actually, is, you know is revealed. It can't be Funbun with the visual of Funbun because she has not seen the game. I don't think. Oh, so maybe Boris saw Mr. Like, Funbun. The game was on in the background because he turned the game on, yeah. but he didn't like hook it up with the camera or nothing. So he didn't see any. She didn't. If she saw the <laughs> screen, she didn't see any of the weird stuff of the game. It would just be Funbun sitting there. And whether or not she yeah. has, actually, she does have the information because she saw the journal, quote unquote, from before. She's read the stories. Yeah, she's read the the previous entries that yeah, have been posted she on the hasn't website. Gone through the game itself, so maybe she could see it. Yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's more possible that like that's probably what Boris saw yes. was Mr. Fun. That's been his obsession for so um, long. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, I'm gonna give this a partial recommendation. Okay. And gamer. Uh for me, I like the email format of it. So um as I said, it should be spaced out by one line each. And I, I found the, the wording of 
the, the wording of that that I was trying to find before, I wrote it down, but I just wasn't reading my own damn notes. An extra line between each email would be nice. That's what I was trying to say before that I just yeah. could not get those words out. It's fine. okay. Uh, the emails felt very natural, except for the one where they didn't uh, respond to her happy holidays, but that's fine. Um, so seeing their transcripts while they try to figure this shit out was kind of nice. Um, Entity, bleh. The entity formerly known as Slenderman has an interesting and well-described visual to him. Though at the end of the day, it's a Slenderman. He's a tall, lanky thing with no face that stalks you in the woods, causes static, and converts you when he gets you. I mean, honestly, that's that's an archetype. At this at this point, it's not just Slenderman. That's like there are multiple creatures that yeah. have fit that bill. So it's more of like an archetype than a like oh, it's just a Slenderman clone, like. It's a type of creature now at this point. It almost feels like this was written as a response to Slenderman's popularity in a way. I mean, I'm fine with that because it it combines Slenderman tropes with like radio with number I'm station not tropes. It's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to shit on it. Oh I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that's what it seems like. But that creature okay. and everything, I'm curious how it's going to explain be explained if it's the game doing it or if it's the game uh or if the game is just a way for the creature to stumble across them and everything. Um, and that's actually stuck in the site of Kitty Land or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But overall, I'll recommend the story. But as you say, you should read the other ones. Maybe not the laser tag one, because it so far it hasn't been connected in any way. Or hell, even Liz 4. The information from Liz 4, you didn't necessarily need in this. Yeah, it's really just like, honestly, like, I feel like Liz 4 and Laser Tag are probably the least amount you really need to read if you want to just like read baseline stuff. You could just get away with Kitty Land and yeah, basically, Electric Rabbit. The main quest line of this is Kitty Land, Electric Rabbit, and um and Signal Inter- Intercept. And then the the side missions, the side quests are Laser Tag and Liz 4 currently until they get a bigger um yeah, currently uh role in in this whole story yeah because again i thought cause it, it mentions early on in the story that like the, the the shadow organization that that's like sort of that they they heard about on from the liz four account i thought they were going to be the main antagonist for this one and then it turned out to be mr fun bun's yeah. true form and then they get kind of name dropped at the end uh when when boris thinks he sees somebody who who's there who might have just been yeah, a forest service guy <laughs> but yeah, it's it seems it seemed kind of weird that like they they I, I guess maybe it just kind of adds to like their own paranoia after reading the last story or like kind of getting into the last story that like now they're wor- they're kind of getting worried like like they say in the story itself they're getting worried and more paranoid about this other organ yep. this organization. Also, that guy in the suit is another is like the final nail in the coffin in regards to the the Slenderman connections because it's a guy in the forest in a suit. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and he, in in the original lore of Slenderman, he oh, really? wasn't faceless. Uh, when somebody saw, uh, he was only faceless in photography. Ah. When you actually saw Slenderman, he was just a tall guy in a suit with a nondescript face. So it literally could just be Slenderman. Like he was like just actually a... Slenderman. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like M- Mr. Funbun's like true form could actually just this could be Mr. F- uh, like uh, like maybe he he did break out that night. Like while they were in that trance. Like maybe he did manage to escape into our reality. Now. 
or maybe Boris, or maybe or maybe Boris um, like thought he escaped it, but now he's starting to see things out in the woods, like he's being slenderstalked. Yeah, as as much as I don't want Boris to be uh, have a control um, assumed directly over top of him, I believe he has been. At least, rather, I think that is the. It's an interesting way that it could go that you brought up him being completely controlled by him right yeah. now. Like he failed his, yeah, uh, feel- his mini quest in in the dreamscape. Yeah, he failed too many. Will- he failed his will saves, uh, and now he's he's been yep. he's been hissed to reference control. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, or actually, I don't know if I said it or not. Uh, overall, I recommend it. Okay, so. I believe that's two yep. and a half out of three, um, with with <laughs> some some precautionary recommendations of like maybe some 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 pre reading before and you, you know read what the story. name your main character. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> or like if goddamn you've named every other character except for a, our hero. A damn good reason that he's been redacted in our hero this whole time because of some twist at the end. Fine, but if there isn't, I'm gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> Hashtag our hero academia. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. He starts school. <laughs> his name oh, his name is our hero because he just goes by um like the abbreviation of his first name and his last name is Hero. Is like his name is like Roger Hero or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Howard Hero. So like it's like Hour is his uh, nickname for his first name. They push it. A little bit pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Also, also no. I think our hero academia is the uh, is the alternate title for cold relics <laughs> because yeah, it's because because it, it it's because an, ac- an academy is just like kind of an umbrella organization or um, umbrella institute um, for a for a for a um, for investigating and learning. <laughs> so, and it it all started with our hero. So it's our heroes, academia. Like his research into this has sparked this whole thing. So yeah, no, whatever said, cold relics, our hero, academia, and our heroes, academia, and that's heroes s apostrophe yes. academia, yeah, possessive, <laughs> not plural. Yeah. Uh shit. Unless. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there are more than one. Oh man, yeah. So that yeah, that at the end of the day, that's yeah, we give it uh, a mostly positive recommendation, but with some required reading. <laughs> um, and and that has been this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. You can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us creepy pastas, other spooky things, SCPs. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. yeah. And if you'd like to talk to us directly on Twitter, you can talk to us through... Uh, <clears throat> Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is very long. And yeah. I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, and if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. For our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys so much. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. A silhouetted void that burns across static. Mm -hmm, With white static around it. And uh, if you didn't 
write these stories and share them online at various websites for people to enjoy and get spooked by, we definitely wouldn't have much of a show because we have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. The E stands for evil. And I'm our gamer. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Thank you.